0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey guys, Mark Schlereth here. Welcome to the Stinky Truth Podcast. My partner, Mike Evans, right there. Make sure you download the show, share it with your friends. Uh, hit the subscribe. Even though I don't put the subscribe button up there. Hit that. I, I know you can do it. Yeah, I, I have faith in you guys. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I want to know how you are doing. As You were back in Green Bay last week. Yes, calling I was. Calling a preseason game. And I wonder, still some awkward, hurt feelings after what happened in Super Bowl 32. You know that I, I'm, I'm walking through the parking lot, getting into the stadium, you know, pregame. And there are people out there, you know, doing their thing. Having some beers. Eating some bratwurst. I got offered a few beers. I, I thought, I turned down the beers because i thought potentially poisoned right because after the ass whooping the 20 point ass whooping we put on the packers in that super bowl 32 i was a sort of 32 still hurt still hurt yeah put that you didn't win by 20 you won by like seven no we won by 20 we're 13 point underdogs oh here we go we won by seven it's like a 20 20 point beatdown. yeah March fourth, math, everybody. Hey, yeah, I'm so put it on you guys. While you were there in uh, Green Bay, did you stop by Jack's USA Pub? <laughs> no, I... apparently that's going to be the place to be because they're during the season. They are saying they will pay your bar tab if the Jets lose and Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback. Boy, you got that hate in your heart. Let it out, mm. huh? Well, now wait a minute. What the, this is like one of your one of your bets where you bet I'll get a tattoo of Tebow, and you don't have anything that you're getting in return for yeah. it. Like this is just straight. You can't lose that bet. But like, you can't if you go to that bar and you're with your buddies and you're watching NFL football and you're drinking all day, and the Jets win with Aaron Rodgers, you just pay your tab, but you had fun. You're with your buddies all day. You watched a bunch of football. You got away out of the the house chores. But if the Jets lose, you do all the same things, but then your bar tab gets paid. That's like a no lose proposition. Just go to Jacks. What was it, Jacks? What? Jacks USA Pub, I think. Yeah, Jacks USA Pub. Just go to Jacks. What about? What about? I know you were there to call the game for Seattle local TV, but you you were there. You were picking up on the Packer vibe a little bit. Is there going to be life after Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think that. I think one of the, I think one of the guys that. You know, you always do this during the during the preseason. You're like, hey, guy most likely to exceed expectations. I think a guy that is likely to exceed expectations is Jordan Love. I think right now the expectations are low. I don't think anybody believes after, you know, after you went from Favre to Aaron Rodgers that Jordan Love is going to be the next guy. I think I think Jordan Love will have this Green Bay Packer team competitive in the NFC North. I really I think he's going to be pretty damn good, and um, and you know there's a there's a process that went on you know sitting behind Aaron Rodgers all those years, and I think you can mope and and you can maybe early on know that you're not really going to play. They don't really have a plan for you, so maybe you don't you know address it as as professionally as you should. You still are, but. There are things you could probably do over the top of that, and I think Jordan Love did. I talked to him last year uh, in a game. I called they were going to play the Chicago Bears. So I was down on the field. And I ended up talking to Jordan Love, watching his film, and how much better he was. And I talked to Aaron Rodgers about that. And I think there was a kind of a, a moment last year where he realized, man, I have to, I have to continue to work can you get better i think you always realize that but there does come this crossroads in your career i think jordan love is going to be he's going to be a guy that exceeds this exceeds expectations meanwhile uh, aaron Rodgers showing he still has a little bit of bite uh from the hard knocks episode the most recent one he got into it with the giants jihad ward uh-huh. after ward took a you know a little love tap on on rogers after a throw and rogers like hey man what are you doing right you know i mean show some respect right right and ward says i don't know you bro and Rogers was like, BS, you don't know me. I don't know you. And then right. Rogers was really full of him, uh, really happy with himself when he came back. Right. To the yeah. Sideline. He's that's an uncomebackable uncombatable <laughs> like something <laughs> like that, it's right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah him he, a line. It's uncombatable. Yeah. You know, I don't know who you are, bro. I've never heard of you. That's what Aaron Rogers said that to him. So but he was, it was uh, it was, you know, a little bit late, like you talked about Love Tap. Aaron Rogers took umbrage with it and I don't know who you are, bro, or I've never heard of you, bro. And, uh, you know, Jihad Ward is is one of those guys who's, I think, the fifth overall pick out of Oregon to the Giants. He had a game last year where he was, you know, player of the year. I think it was against Washington where he was player of the week, and he was amazing. But kind of an up-and-down rookie season, as most rookie seasons are for guys. You know, you kind of learn how to play. You have that one kind of breakout game, and then people adjust to what you did, and then they shut you down for a while. And so I will say this, plays with a great motor, plays very hard. I think he has potential to be a really good player for the Giants. So, um, but that is one of those things. Like when you hear that, you, you act like it doesn't hurt. Like, you act like it doesn't, you know, reach down and, and, you know, and and poke you in the soul a little bit. But when Aaron Rodgers goes, "Dude, I've never heard of you. I don't know who you are," that hurts a little bit. Th- there's no question; it hurts a little bit. I, I know we're at the running the risk of making too big of a deal of this, but. I wonder if it is important that Rodgers is acting this way because there was a perception last year that he kinda of was checked out a little bit yeah. in, in Green Bay, you know, emotionally, mentally, was just kinda over it. And that this move to the Jets has really rejuvenated him. And is this an example of that? Right. Doesn't it doesn't it feel like that Aaron Rodgers went from a situation where he was just scrutinized, bad media, you know, the whole hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm immunized, I'm, you know, and the and the you know the the ghee butter retreats and the I mean everything to where you know and taking the most money of any quarter and like all that stuff with the Packers and then leaving there and giving money back to the Jets and you know really connecting with teammates and being out with you know young guys and all that kind of stuff. I didn't feel like he is completely. Flipped. it's almost a, it's almost a Tom Brady after he wins the Super Bowl in Tampa and he's drunk and they're helping him off the boats where all of a sudden he became like he's my guy he's real like yeah. he's he's just a guy's guy like I can I can relate to him like Aaron Rodgers became more relatable since he's been to the Jets the last 3 years at Green Bay not so much but being with the Jets it's just become more relatable and and almost a guy that I think even if you hate Aaron Rodgers, you almost kind of cheer for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers to do something. Meanwhile, this is a tough question. Can you explain to me what Jerry Jones is thinking and what messages he conveying? He trades for Trey Lance without apparently talking to Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott about it. Then he follows up by saying, hey, we should have drafted Jalen Hurts. What is going on here in Cowboy Land? Well, let me just be very clear on this. Um, this is why, maybe get it. Yeah, we're on a single shot. Okay, right. This is why the Cowboys will never win shit because Jerry Jones can't help himself. I said it, it's there. You, you think about Jerry Jones, you're going to go out there and you're going to make a trade for a guy without talking to anybody else in your organization, Stephen Jones your head coach, Mike McCarthy, your quarterback. Listen, I, I really don't care if you involve your quarterback in it or not. But to not involve your head coach, what does it say about your head coach? Hey, guys, I know he's your head coach, but he truly has no authority within this organization, so you don't have to listen to him. You don't have to pay attention because the buck stops with me. Your coach doesn't have the authority to fire you. I do. You cannot win in the National Football League that way because as soon as something goes down in a game, or maybe you don't agree with the coach's decision, you don't agree with the play calls, you don't agree with it going on fourth down or the two-point cover, whatever it is, the fact that you emasculated him makes you as a player question him. It's amazing the difference between having a guy that has full authority from ownership and you know that dude is in charge, and I played for two of those guys, Joe Gibbs, Mike Shanahan. Ain't no question who's in charge. Buck stops with those two, and you never crossed them. You never even thought about crossing them because you knew ultimately they'd fire you in a heartbeat without thinking about it. The fact that Jerry Jones consistently emasculates his coaches, consistently usurps their authority, consistently essentially blatantly disregards them is the reason, one of the big reasons, the Cowboys won't win anything. Oh, they may win a bunch of regular season games because they're talented, but they'll get in the playoffs – and they'll shit in their helmets like they do every year. That's the Cowboys. Okay. The, the method of doing it is certainly something that you can question. But what about the message that's trying to be conveyed to Dak Prescott? I think we all, I think I'm speaking for, for Cowboy fans out there. They're, they're kind of, sure they're up, up to about here with Dak. It's, it's time, right? Mm-hmm. Is this a way, bringing in a guy like Trey Lance, just to remind Dak, hey, it's time to get going. It's time to go to that next level. Well, is the Trey Lance going to show up that's been playing for San Francisco for the last three years? The guy that they traded up to get, the guy that they moved from 12 to 3 to get and gave up three first-rounders, is that the guy showing up? The guy that basically you know, was injured but didn't win the job? The guy that basically couldn't beat out – not only Sam Darnold, who's been ousted from two different teams, the Jets and the Carolina Panthers, he couldn't beat him out. Um, the, the same guy that couldn't beat out Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, is that the guy showing up? Because if that's the guy showing up that you're planning on putting pressure on Dak Prescott, there is no pressure. There's actually You're actually empowering Dak Prescott to say, no, nope, you're going to have to pay me more money. Matter of fact, I want to renegotiate my contract because this guy, the guy you think is going to put pressure on me, is so bad that I want more money. I don't think anything that Jerry Jones has done here is is helpful to, to the franchise. Sure, you hope you hope that you know that talent that was talented enough to get drafted third overall. You hope that that talent, you know, transforms into being a football player. But but you know. I always say this, talent's wasted on talented people. I want a guy that can produce. I want a guy that's a football player. I want a guy who understands what's going on. I, don't, I want a guy that's going to compete his ass off. Like, I, 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 there's There's more to it. I always say this. Football is really hard for athletes. It's easy for football players. And as of right now, Trey Lance has not proven to be a quote-unquote NFL football player yet. Now maybe, you know, maybe this is a wake-up call or maybe he transforms or you know maybe it's just not, hasn't been in the right place or whatever the case may be, but I've seen Kyle Shanahan win with less talented quarterbacks. So is that an indictment on Kyle Shanahan or is it an indictment on Trey Lance? I mean, bottom line, we're talking about Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones. The way his organization works, the way he has structured it, he is the grand poobah of all things football, and therefore, he, your head coach, is never empowered. and in a franchise that doesn't have empowered head coach can't win. So, to be clear, as long as Jerry Jones continues to be the owner and general manager, hold a couple of press confer- conferences every every week, do a radio show, do a radio show, they every will week. never win. Nope they're they're not going to win a championship and that what if you're the Cowboys and that's what it's about should be used to be last time they won you know, I mean Jimmy Johnson's organization now I get Barry Switzer for a year you and I could have won with that team that team was really freaking good really really good. ridiculous <laughs> um but yeah that's you know I mean that's I don't believe I don't believe in the organizational structure that they have, I don't believe it's conducive to winning a championship. As of this conversation right now, the New England Patriots have one quarterback, Mac Jones. Right? They they waive Bailey Zappi. Um, they they have one quarterback. Talk about job security for Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. What is Bill Belichick? What's his plan? What's he going to do? Well, he went like he he's last year. He had, like, co-coordinators on the offensive side of the ball that never coached offense, right? Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Eventually, like what, what was old becomes new again. You see where I'm going here? Oh, really? Yes. Wing T, no quarterback. <laughs> Eventually, he's going to get rid of Squishy Mac, and he's not going to carry any quarterbacks. No quarterbacks. No quarterbacks no. on the team. We are direct snapping to a running back. We're gonna have three guys in there, and we're gonna get that announcer that goes, "The boys in blue are back." <laughs> <laughs> you get one of those old guy old announcers. Here, yeah, Running right the wing tee. Yeah, here come the boys in blue. They're in the wing tee. <laughs> right. Seriously. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, is it is it is it just that if you think about some of the quarterbacks that are out there that have been waived lately, mm-hmm. uh, maybe there were just better options. Colt McCoy. Um, Will Greer, uh, yeah, Kellen Mond, Will uh, Greer, guys signed, like that. Yeah, he signed somewhere. I don't, Bengals, yeah, the Bengals, wise, right? Um, yeah, he probably looks at it. But wasn't Bailey Zappi the the guy that everybody seemed to fall in love with last year for a while? They were changing his name in Foxborough. Yeah, Mac is uh, Max. You're Max feeling pretty good right now. Except that would be a weird quarterback meeting room. But you're <laughs> the only guy in there. <laughs> Who are you gonna bounce stuff off of? Yeah. Hey, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. You know, you are just role playing Maybe with you just yourself. bringing in like a vet, an old Patriot quarterback every week just to sit in. You know, one week it's Steve Grogan. Yeah, your buddy Humiling could come in for a hey, week. That's right. Huh? Who's our guy? Zolak. Matt. Zolak. <laughs> you sit with Zolak <laughs> over right. there. He's got this. that giant head. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, obviously, they'll pick some guys up yeah. off the waiver wire, or so you know, a couple of uh, older free agents that are floating around. You know, they'll fill the room up. But it is, it is weird when you think about, and I'm sure Bill O'Brien, their new coordinator that was there in the past, has got a couple of guys that he likes that, you know, speak his language that can handle his way of coaching. So I'm sure they've got a a, a plan, but it does feel weird to uh, cut all everybody. Do you see Brady came back and said, hey, uh, heard you got some space up there. <laughs> <laughs> you see his little video You made? Did he man? I didn't oh, see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's just that's just Tung. throwing chum into the water. Yeah. Man. And that's just kidding. Well, I but here's here's the serious because you're right, the Patriots will have a full quarterback room. But here's the bigger issue. And and people back uh, that way will, will know that this is being talked about that Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. That Bob Kraft has come out and said he expects this team to be back in the playoffs this year. Not only back in the playoffs, but to make a run in the playoffs. What's the implication that if they don't, Belichick in trouble? I can't imagine Belichick being in trouble, but I can't imagine him being on notice. Like if this year is not a playoff year and they're not trending in the right direction, you know, midway through the season and beyond, that there are going to be some you know potential consequences listed, if you will if we don't get this thing rectified and start moving, I will say this, you know, the jets feel like they've got that energy, right? The jets feel like they're a legit playoff contender. Everybody says Buffalo, right? everybody talks about Buffalo and Josh Allen and da, 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 da. but I felt like there was a bit of a regression last year for Josh Allen. And it I don't know about you, but it feels to me like some things are falling apart. Vaughn Miller's going to be on IR for the first four weeks. His knee after that ACL not you know, hasn't responded all the way yet or whatever. He's not quite ready. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs is disgruntled. We always say you want a gruntled guy. But, you know, I mean, they, it just feels... Feels like they're starting to fracture from within a little bit, and it's almost like that window is is in Buffalo. Feels like it's starting to close. Um, so the division is the division. I don't. Nobody trusts Miami and Tua. I mean, you you'd like to trust them. You think they're really. Yeah, I mean, you know they're really talented but you know there's just that concussion issue and is Tua really the guy and ryan clark called him fat and uh, he, i don't know if he called him fat he said what would he say he was chubby or he's out of shape or yeah yeah whatever it was yeah. and Tua fires back because yeah. there's a little bit of sensitivity there I, I don't know it just it just feels like well you've already said it you've been on record for quite some time that you think the jets win the division Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was neck and neck with Buffalo and the Jets. And I think I'm gonna. I think if I had to pick today, who wins that division, based on my just uneasy feeling about where the Bills are right now, I'm gonna take the Jets. Final thought on Belichick: three years without Brady, twenty-five and twenty-five. You know, at some point, so you're saying a quarterback matters. (laughs) 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 Well, does Bob Kraft? Arrive at that same conclusion, and say, "Hey, here's a chance to, you know, maybe regain control of my franchise, mm-hmm. bring in a new way of doing things." So it's been three years. So is this Cam point- Newton with one and and two with Mac? This is Max's third year, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so maybe you want to amend that? Belichick coaching for his job? No, I think he's got. I think this. I think he's got one more year. I think this year, then next year he goes on notice. Could you imagine? I know. The, hey, the, Mike the, Shanahan was supposed to be coach for life. That's right. In Denver, that's right. Till he got fired. Till he got fired. Until it happens it was all. Eventually. Eventually they catch up to you. Eventually they get you. Yeah. Uh, Bengals coach Zach Taylor says don't read too much into Joe Burrow not practicing has nothing to do with him not having a new contract yet. Yeah, I buy that. You do? Yeah. In a time where these quarterbacks are getting taken care of, Justin Herbert just got paid. the 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 idea was mm-hmm. was that um, Herbert and Burrow are going to get done almost, you know. Simul- back to back, simultaneously, hasn't yeah. yeah. happened yet with Burrow. No, I believe it'll happen with Burrow. Boy, Cincinnati's. I mean, I know it's going to happen with Burrow. the The problem that you get into is: Will Cincinnati pay other guys? Mm-hmm. Will they take care of other guys, or will they just give the money to Burrow and then go? Ooh, we don't want to because, like that that contract, you can manipulate that you know you can spread it out and you can keep renegotiating it and stuff and you can you can get that to to me to a manageable number for borough with all this new money but are you going to use it as an excuse to keep your operating budget low so that you can pocket more money be blunt blunt question yeah blunt answer from the, the days you were a player to all the years you've been a uh, yes. The answer is The yes. reputation of yeah, the yes. of the of the Bengals. The answer is yes. The answer is cheap. yes. Cheap. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's a whether like the reality of it, whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. The perception is they're cheap. They always have been. They always will be. That's that's the and the perception becomes the reality. You know, it's it's one of those things that um, until you're not, until you prove it. So you pay your quarterback and you pay your receivers and you pay your, you know, and and you go out and win championships and you pay your coaches um, until you prove otherwise that the reputation is going to follow you around even if you, even if you change it to a degree. Like losing franchises and franchises that have consistently lost, they can have that year or two where they're actually, you know, where they actually win, but you still look at them, you know, a little bit side-eyed and go, I don't know, I don't trust them, I don't trust those guys. So, there you go. Are the Arizona Cardinals tanking? Now that, I've heard of that a lot. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon's a young coach, and this is on his resume. Okay, He's a young coach, and I think the expectations are low. I saw a power ranking today. They're 32 out of 32. Okay, So the power ranking is, is not that great. Um, I've talked to Jonathan Gannon over the last two weeks several times. Um, One thing that I know about Gannon and and young coaches and young players is you got to put it on film. You got to go out there. And so if you're not out there at 100% trying to win and trying to play, like not only are you going to get your ass beat, but you're going to injure yourself. And then you're putting it on the uh, on film for the whole league to see. You go out and embarrass yourself. So is Jonathan Gannon going to try to win? Damn right. Now, he can't do much about the players they give him. And I know one thing, they're trying to get back to NFL football. So they're going to run. They, they hired a guy named, I think is Drew Pensing, is their offense coordinator. There, he comes from the Kubiak kind of, you know, kind of some of that Minnesota school. They're going to run wide zone. They're going to run some gap plays. They're going to try to control the line of scrimmage. Um, that's what they're going to do. And they're going to try to win that way on both sides of the ball. Um, they have to manage whatever quarterback they have. I mean, they, they cut their starter. the of a preseason. Colt McCoy mm-hmm. just said, hey, man, you're, you know, you're old guy. You're a journeyman guy. And what does that signal? No, I mean, really, to me, more more of this, and I know it's the whole Caleb Caleb Williams sweepstake, right? But what is, what's the message to Kyler Murray? I mean, they already tried. They already tried to put a a, a pay attention slash homework clause in his contract, and now they're basically going, yeah. You know you're on IR for the first four weeks. We'll see you when we see you. Don't don't rush yourself back. It's not a big deal. Like they are, I, like I know the players and I know the coaches are going to bust their ass to win games. It goes back to Lovey Smith. Remember Lovey Smith coaching for the Houston Texans and if they just lost the last game of the season or whatever it was, you know they were going to get the first overall pick and they went out and they won it and Lovey get dumped and everything else. But man, it means something to you as a player and a coach. That's on your ultimately. You know what? If Jonathan Gannon goes out there and doesn't prepare his team, and they don't play hard, and they and they just go out there like that, eventually he's going to get fired anyhow. And then all of a sudden, on your resume, you got a one and one in sixteen record, or you know, zero and seventeen, or two and fifteen, two yeah. and fifteen. You you can't overcome that, and that will be on your record for the rest of your career. Well, let, let me ask you then. Let me separate Mark Schlereth, the former player. From Marsh Lair at the commentator, uh-huh. the commentator, tanking is the right way to go for Arizona. If you can get a guy like Caleb Williams, who people are saying this is the best surefire, can't mm-hmm. miss prospect to come along since Trevor Lawrence, Sean Payton, who knows a fair thing or, or two about quarterbacks, says right. this guy is legit. Yeah, so it's worth it. They should try to lose. It's worked for a lot of NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball teams. Why not a uh, football team? I disagree. I don't – I do a surefire doesn't – that doesn't mean anything to me. Kyler Murray was the number one over pick. They thought he was surefire. No, no, there's a difference. There's a difference. I, Kyler Murray was not talked about coming out the same way that Caleb Williams is being talked about. Okay, well, I mean, you know, Ryan Leaf was talked about as a surefire. No offense to Ryan, he's a friend, but, like – There's a lot of guys. Let me let me tell you this. There are guys who are surefire, you know, surefire gonna be great Hall of Famer type guys that go into crappy organizations. So if your if your whole organization's about, hey, we're not we're gonna saddle you with crappy players, coach, and other players on this roster, and it's gonna hurt you because we're not gonna be any good. Then, what all of a sudden we're going to that that's the culture we're creating, and all of a sudden we're going to flip the switch because we got Caleb Williams and he's going to be great and he's going to lead us to the promised land. Odds are he'll fail too. So, I, I just don't agree. I don't agree with that with the thought process of this guy's going to save our lives, our franchise, and all this, that, and the other. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't buy into that. I've seen so many guys that are supposed to be great players that are surefire, that can't miss. This guy's going to go to the Hall of Fame. That can't play dead in a Western. So, go ahead and create that culture at your own peril, because one dude, the odds of one dude coming in and fixing it is not very good. My opinion, anyhow. Hey, for everybody involved in the Think Truth podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. For Mike, I am Mark, and we'll be back with you later on in the week.